This ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh. Hello and welcome to Parenting with a Punch show. I'm your host, Amanda Hool, parenting guru, designer nanny. This is Real Talk with myself. I am so excited to be here for our first show of Real Talk where basically I'm going to get down and dirty in the real life scenarios and families that I work with. Now look, Working hands-on with families in their home is extremely intimate. I'm sure many of you understand this, and when you actually inquire or even think about wanting to get the service and support in your home, it is, like, extremely scary. I get that. Most families that come to me And when I meet them for the first time, will communicate to me, you know, that they're, that they're nervous, that they don't really know like what to expect. And a lot of the times to, to be completely real is that they will tell me sort of maybe in the middle of services or maybe like the last day and basically let me know that they were nervous, but immediately they trusted me. Now, whether or not that's because they were referred by me or referred to me rather, or they just were at their wits end and they just really needed support with the struggles that their child or children were dealing with in the home. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, every single one of the parents that brings me on to work together as a team, they trust. So of course, trust is a number one factor in hiring me for support in your home. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, coming into your home and seeing everything that is going on, basically, I mean, I, I see your dynamic with your spouse. I see the dynamics with the children if they're siblings. Uh, I see the dynamics between the parents and the children. And I can typically tell, honestly, within like the first 30 minutes when I am observing the interactions and engagements of the families. And that's really how I'm able to discern, okay, like this is what needs to be done. These are the goals that we're going to have to master. Of course, in, you know, in unison with, with the parents, uh, with the adults that of course, um, want to tackle the specific goals that they are working on. Uh, that of course is a 
huge piece of, you know, beginning the, the services in the home. Uh, and then really from there, we kind of create like our own sort of uh, blueprint, if you will. And what I'm truly learning more and more, the more that I'm in families' homes and over these last few years, is that there really is no cookie-cutter approach. I mean, the reason why I'm able to do what I do is because of my conflict management skills. I'm able to go in to the homes and on the fly know how to handle situations and be able to model for the parents when things arise. Now, here's another question that I get often asked is, well, you're going to come and my child's not going to act up in front of you. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, listen, if this is a question that you have and you are honestly legitimately concerned that your child is not going to act up when I am there, well, I'm here to tell you that this is strictly a fear of yours because children always show their true colors. And, you know, the reality too is I just have a certain essence and energy in me that when I come into your home, I make it a point to truly connect with your child right away. And, you know, my no nonsense approach and in the sense of, you know, if they start being disrespectful or, or you know, they, they start getting into the, the struggles and, you know, emulating what it is that, that you see in the home, then, you know, I immediately step right in. I, I, I don't, t- I, I don't just sit there and observe and not, not get involved. Now, of course, this is going to depend on whether or not the family wants me to be able to step in right away. But basically 99.9% of the time, parents want me to step in right away. They're completely comfortable with me just, you know, being a part of, of the family and the team and just kind of like jumping right into it. Because the truth is too, is we really have, we, we don't have time to waste here. You know, there, there's, there's no room for sugarcoating. Um, you know, when I work with my families, it's super important for me to be able to be completely straightforward. And look, we have some really, really tough conversations. I have parents that cry with me. Sometimes I cry with them because the reality of it is, is, I mean, these are real life situations and these are your struggles. And at the end of the day, they are getting in the way of you functioning and living the type or the quality life that you ultimately want to live. And I really don't feel that parenting has to be that hard because it doesn't. You make the conscious decision to bring children into this world and it's your responsibility to pay attention, to be there, to be like immersed in in your children and your spouse when you are around them. Now, look, we all got things that we have to do. We all have deadlines. We got emails that we have to return. We have, you know, other siblings that may have activities going on. You're only one person. Shut the shit off. Okay, just shut it off. Put your phones down when you walk in the door. There can't possibly be that much important things that you need to tend to other than what is in front of you in that moment. Now, you know, we hear all the time, especially in our world today, and speaking of consciousness and and truly being present, and I really could not agree more that we need more consciousness parenting. We need more parents that are truly paying attention, are present, are taking responsibility 
for what is going on in the home. Now, if your typical schedule is, you know, your phone is out and you're on your phone when your children ask you to play a game. I just dealt with this the other night. I had both parents, granted one of them was um, probably looking up rules or something to a game, but the other one I think was, I'm not really sure what was, what was going on. I think they might've been looking up information, but you know, I, I know that the children can feel it because I could feel it. So if I feel it, I know the children feel it. And then there's also been times I'll be completely honest that if I'm sitting playing with a child or, you know, at a session with a family and let's say I have my phone on me because a lot of times, um, I do explain to some of my families, depending, uh, I do have families that are in crisis or that may need to, uh, shoot me a text and sort of like need support in that moment. And if I'm able to give that support for like a cute, uh, sorry, excuse me for a few, you know, two texts, right. That I can kind of help diffuse the situation that they're dealing with, then I'll try and uh, I'll try and do that. But the reality is that I'm taking away from, for example, the child that I'm with and children will call me out and they'll say, Hey, like, I thought you were playing with me, you know, and I have to excuse myself, you know, and say, you know what? I, you're right. You know, I, I'm totally sorry. And you know, it's one of those situations where you have to make sure like, okay, you know what? I need to take this call. I'm going to be back in one minute. Please forgive me. And we will get right back to playing. That's all you got to say. If it's an email or something that you're waiting to hear from, from work, you know, depending on what your responsibilities are for your career, if you work for yourself, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, just, just communicate. Let your children or your partner know that this is something that you have to tend to or you need your phone around. Um, So that's just some examples of some of the things that I come across when working with families. Now, one family in particular that I have been working with and just uh, we just finished uh, our time together it was six weeks and this family was struggling with the child's, um, outbursts, uh, self-injurious behavior, which pretty much meant that he was hitting himself. Um, you know, would sometimes have object aggression or physical aggression. And up until me coming into the home now, mom's also a special ed teacher. So she has the background in working with children with behavior. She sees it in her own children, uh, you know, in the classroom, So she, of course, kind of draws to, you know, maybe some of the skills that she's learned, right? So she, up until me coming into the home, was restraining as well as stepdad. And when I first learned that, I was like, nope, no more. We're not putting hands on. We need to teach the child how to be able to communicate in those moments of frustration. We have to give him the tools that he needs to just like take the space or stomp your feet or fist pump the air or, you know, taking deep breaths or in simply just communicating, like I'm really mad right now. And that's okay. A lot of the times I think we like forget that kids are learning, you know, even from a very, you know, of course from a young age, but even up until through high school, I mean, let's give these kids a break. We expect so much and it, and it's truly because of our society today. It's our expectations at school with all the testing that we have to do. And, you know, children are just expected to do so much. And the reality of it is, is like, as parents, we need to chill out. We need to like take a step back and like realize that 
we are enabling too much. We need to foster more independence, more creativity, a better sense of self-esteem, which ultimately is going to create a higher level of social emotional development. And they're going to be able to communicate more effectively in those moments of frustration. That's what we want. Because look, as adults, right? Think about it. How many times have you thrown a temper tantrum as an adult, gotten really pissed or angry, you know, about a situation that maybe happened at work or, you know, you last start taking responsibility for your own actions. It is so imperative. Like what is going on? Because if you're not taking the responsibility, you're not recognizing your actual role. Like there you go. I mean, just pay attention. Um, so just to finish off, uh, you know, I know that I had said that, um, I would sort of kind of discuss like the, the results, you know, of the families. Um, but I mean, basically children and parents walk away with the tools and strategies that they need to continue to move forward and make the progress that, that they need. Uh, when we're working together, they, you know, very much immediate changes. I mean, this one particular family, as soon as they stopped putting the child in, in holds, basically just meant like they they would hold the child and like kind of try and force him to stop hitting himself. Um, they immediately noticed that the tantrums decreased. I mean, like immediately within like the first two days and, what we also came to see was some of the uh, mirroring, they call it. So the child would make comments when in frustration that he hated his parents because they would like grab him or like put their hands on him. And we had to communicate to the child in those moments that, look, buddy, like, you know, I, I know that this is upsetting for you and I know that it still bothers you, but like, we're not putting hands on you anymore. And, and I'm sorry that that, you know, was so upsetting for you. And I get that it's not, it does not create a safety net with children when you put hands on and look, that also constitutes spanking. I really don't care about old school parenting or what we grew up with. I mean, I'm, I'm the first to say I got spanked as a child in junior high, I was not the uh, the best well-behaved child. I got into mischief. I got into I hung out with kids that just, you know, did stupid stuff and that's just the reality of it. But I don't condone it because guess what? You're now creating this relationship with your child of them not being able to feel safe and you want them to be able to come to you any and all times when they are going through their older years, because the reality of it is, is shit is going to happen at school, especially because of the world that we live in today. So if we can really like take hold of that information and let that sit and figure out like how, how, how we're parenting and like our roles, then I promise you, you can make a difference in your family life. It's the quality of the life that you choose and that you want for your family dynamic. Thank you so much for tuning into Parenting with a Punch show, our first Real Talk episode. So excited to continue to bring these to you. As always, remember, keep asking for more. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. Have a great day, y'all.
And don't forget parentingwiththepunch.com to learn all the ways that you can work with me. Bye. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No. This is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah.